1: He's the only shelter from the coming storm.
0: I'm ashamed to tell you this, but there has been a great sin in my life that has caused me an incredible amount of pain and trouble. That great sin is the sin of unbelief. Now, if I ask most of you, do you believe that there is a God? You would answer, absolutely. Do you believe that that God is in charge of every aspect of your life? Well, I don't know. There is a God in heaven. And he is in charge of every aspect of your life. But many of you, like me, held it as an intellectual truth. But you did not submit to that God. Instead, in your entrepreneurial thrust, you put yourself out there. And you did what you believed and you are doing now what you believe you have to do. You've got to take care of business, right? A man's got to do what a man's got to do. And so many are totally humanistic. That is, everything is out of the human heart. And what happens is out of your own desire. If it's going to be, it's up to me. That's the old saying. Robert Schuller, 101. If it's going to be, it's up to me. You've got to go and make it happen. Not believing that God even exists. Now, when I finally came enough to my senses to say, honestly, truthfully, does God exist? I decided that I would seek for him with all of my heart, with everything I had, And I said, if God is not real, I don't want to be a pastor anymore. But if God is real, as he is shown in the scriptures, then I need him to show up in my life. And so I set about to pray. And for one year, I spent a minimum of one hour every morning praying. Searching after God, demanding that he show up or be counted by me as a liar. It was wrong of me to go about it in the way I did, but I was desperate. That does not excuse my ignorance and my unbelief. He finally showed up. And when he showed up in the physical, real world, I was so terrified that I ran physically from him. I thought he was going to kill me. I won't tell you the whole story. But then God began a process of discipline in my life. He took away my house, He took away my retirement money. He took away my church. He took from me everything I possessed except my late wife, Jan. He brought her to me. In his mercy, he brought her to me. And then for five years... The two of us were homeless. We lived with a wonderful non-Christian couple. We had no money. We were destitute. But as I prayed, God began to provide money for us to buy family for the buy food for the family, and we did so. But I was destitute every possible resource had been taken from me. And I simply waited on God day after day, praying, reading the scriptures, being disciplined by God. And then out of what seemed from nowhere, a man by the name of Ray Brigham, Pastor Ray Brigham from California called me. I'd never spoken to him. I didn't know of his existence. I knew of the National Day of Prayer, and he had been a key part of bringing that about. He called me and he said, I have heard that you are a man of prayer. Could I come and pray with you? Yes. He said, I'm flying into Baltimore Would you pick me up? I said, yes. I had barely enough money to pick him up in the car to pay for the gas, but I did so. And we spent that day praying together. At the end of the day, he said to me, can I stay here tonight? Yes, you can stay here tonight. The next morning, he said to me, Pastor, let's pray some more. But would you be willing to drive me to New York City? I have an appointment with Pastor David Wilkerson at the Times Square Church. Would you take me there? And so my wife and I looked at each other and wondered, what is God doing? We took Pastor Ray Brigham, to New York City the next day. We got there late in the afternoon. There was an evening meeting. We had an opportunity to meet Pastor David and talk with him. He invited us to sit on the platform with him that night. It was a prayer meeting night, and the place was packed out. And then he invited us to come forward. And he and his staff and Ray Brigham laid hands on us and set us apart for the ministry of the National Prayer Chapel, asking for the fullness of the Holy Spirit. We had no money to drive home. We had just enough money to take it to New York City. But as I was ready to leave, Pastor David Wilkerson shook hands with me. And in his hands, he gave me $250. And we drove home. And again, began to wait on the Lord. Pastor David stayed close in touch with us, sending us resources so that finally we were able to move to where the Lord told us to come in Woodbridge, Virginia, and rent a house. And then we waited again on God. Finally, he said, go on the radio. So we went on the radio. And I've been on radio since. Very quickly, a a church formed out of radio listeners? Now, I'm telling you this story to simply say the great sin of my heart was not to believe in God. Not an intellectual belief, but for my daily bread. He severely disciplined me. And out of that severe discipline, I began to trust him. None of us will naturally trust the God of heaven. It has to become an experiential, real experience where we see his hand moving in our hearts and in our lives, bringing us to where we need to be. And many are sidetracked because they will meet the Lord Jesus Christ and they will say, Yes, he's real. And now I've got to go do this. I've got to go do that. And off they go to their businesses and off they go to their activities. And and they believe that that's what God wants them to do. But it's not, it's their own entrepreneurial drive. It is not easy. wait upon the lord it is so easy to allow the imaginations of my heart and to allow the drives of my desire for success to make myself secure as if that were possible it's not i am only secure in jesus christ I'm going to share a dream with you today in the scriptures found in Daniel, the fourth chapter. The king, Nebuchadnezzar, had this dream. I looked, and there before me stood a tree in the middle of the land. Its height was enormous. The tree grew large and strong, and its top touched the sky. It was visible to the ends of the earth. Its leaves were beautiful, its fruit abundant, and on it was food for all. Under it, the beasts of the field found shelter, and the birds of the air lived in the branches, and from it it, every creature was fed. In the visions I saw while lying in my bed, I looked, and there before me was a messenger, a watchman, a holy one, coming down from heaven. He called in a loud voice, "'Cut down that tree and trim off its branches, strip off its leaves and scatter its fruit. Let the animals flee from under it and birds from its branches. But let the stump and its roots, bound with iron branches— Iron and bronze remain in the ground and in the grass of the field. Let him be drenched with dew of heaven and let him live with the animals among the plants of the earth. Let his mind be changed from that of a man and let him be given the mind of an animal till seven times or seven years pass by for him. The decision is announced by the the watchman the holy ones declare the verdict so that the living may know that the most high is sovereign over the kingdoms of men and gives them to anyone he wishes and sets over them the lowliest of men. This is the dream that I, King Nebuchadnezzar had. Now, Belteshazzar or Daniel, tell me what it means. For none of the wise men in my kingdom can interpret it for me, but you can because the spirit of the holy gods is in you. Now, there are just a couple of things I want to highlight. You know that he, Nebuchadnezzar, was that tree in the dream. And the command is given, cut down the tree. You are insane if you do not believe that the God of heaven controls every aspect of life. Yes, there are many who will go their own way. And in the midst of their going their own way, the God of heaven has only one goal for them, and that is that they should come to their senses, that they should regain their mind in Jesus, and they should submit and surrender to his divine authority, because the kingdom of God is coming upon the earth, even now as you're listening to this broadcast. The kingdom of God is being established on the earth. And the kingdom of the beast power, the Antichrist, is being established upon the earth. Two that will war one with the other. And you and I are caught in between. But those of us who believe that God is real, who understand that he controls the times, he controls the activities, every aspect of a man of God or a woman of God, then we know we are sheltered in his Pesach, his wing, his covering. Now Daniel is terrified by what the king has shared with him. But the king said to him, do not let the dream or its meaning alarm you. And Daniel answered, My Lord, if only the dream applied to your enemies and its meaning to your adversaries. The tree you saw, which grows large and strong, with its top touching the sky, visible to the whole earth, with beautiful leaves and abundant fruit, providing food for all, giving shelter to the beasts of the field, and having nesting places in its branches for the birds of the air, O King, you are that tree. You have become great and strong. Your greatness has grown until it reaches the sky, and your dominion dominion extends to distant parts of the earth. Do you understand what I'm saying? We have a president who has lost his mind, President Biden. Did you know God put President Biden in office and blocked President Trump? That was God's decision. Oh, the the vote was stolen. This happened and that. Yes, all of that's true. But in the midst of all of it was the hand of God. He put the lowliest in charge of America. Why? Why? as a judgment against America. Now, please, I want you to hear this clearly. If God does not intervene in your life, it's because he has said, there is no way to redeem this person. I'm going to let them go their own way. And I'm going to let them go to hell. Now, you can change that by calling unto the Lord and recognizing that he is real and that he is in control and that you don't want to be an incidental on the side that is lightweight and cast aside because you have no value in your inner being and you have no crying out for holiness and righteousness You want to walk in the way of your sin and the lust of your heart? And you are cannon fodder for the devil, and you will die in your sins. Now we think, oh, I get to make the decision whether God is real or not. Are you kidding me? Do you think any decision you can make will affect the reality of who God is? No. No. God is above you and above the earth. You have no power to make any decision that will affect the God of heaven. But every decision that you make will affect your own life. And you will forfeit your life if you push away the Holy Spirit who is coming and keeps calling after you to follow Jesus and to believe in him and to repent of your sins and to turn and be made righteous. There is no room for sin in the kingdom of God. There is no room for sin in your life now if you want to be a part of what God is doing in this earth. Now, I can guarantee you, if you make the decision that you are going to follow hard after God, you may lose everything as I did. Today, nothing that I own came from my hand. Not the car I drive, not the house I live in, not the furniture in my house, not even my health. It all came from the hand of God. I gladly acknowledge the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. No entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial power on my part created this broadcast This broadcast has been called forth by the Holy Spirit with instructions to me regarding what I am to say day by day. He is moving toward a place of renewal and revival for a small number of earnest, honest-hearted people who will believe that he exists and rewards those who earnestly seek him. And you get to make that choice. But what you decide about God will not determine whether God is real or not. The question is, are you real or are you insane? If you don't believe in the God of heaven, you are insane by definition. You've lost your mind And you will lose your soul. Now he continues. This is the interpretation, O King. And this is the decree the Most High has issued against the Lord, the King. God issued a decree against me. And for seven years, I was not in any public ministry. I had no job. I lost everything. He made a decree against me. Why? Because he wanted to humble my heart. And he wanted to demonstrate the reality of his presence in my life. Who do you know who lost everything and has been off salary for 30 years? who is still well and provided for by God. I don't take salary from the National Prayer Chapel. I don't take salary from the radio audience. I trust in the name of God, and he provides for me. He said, don't ask anybody for money. Are you willing to receive only from my hand what I choose to give you? I said, yes. And he has carried me. This is the interpretation, O King. This is the decree the Most High has issued against my Lord the King. You will be driven away from people. You will live with the wild animals. You will eat grass like cattle and be drenched with the dew of the heaven. Seven times or seven years will pass by for you until you acknowledge the Most High is sovereign over the kingdoms of men and gives them to anyone he wishes. The command to leave the stump of the tree with its roots means that your kingdom will be restored to you when you acknowledge that heaven rules. Therefore, O king, be pleased to accept my advice. Renounce your sins and do what is right and your and stop the wickedness By being kind to the oppressed, it may be that your prosperity will continue. A sentence from God has been issued. Has one been issued against your life? Are you about to recognize that you have lost your mind? That you're insane? If you're walking in sin today, you are by definition insane because it is against the most powerful being in the universe. And by his grace, he allows you to continue living out that wicked life for a time. But there is a sentence pronounced against you. And unlike Nebuchadnezzar, You will not have a chance when the probation closes. You will not be able to repent then. It will be over. Now, 12 months later, a year later, the king is walking on the roof of the royal palace of Babylon. And he said, Is not this the great Babylon I have built as the royal residence? By my mighty power and for the glory of my majesty. The words were still on his lips when a voice came from heaven. This is what is decreed for you, King Nebuchadnezzar. People say to me, God doesn't talk. Oh, he talked to Nebuchadnezzar. God talks, he speaks to us, sometimes audibly. I have heard God speak audibly on a number of occasions. He said, your royal authority has been taken from you. You will be driven away from people and will live with the wild animals. You will eat grass like cattle. Seven years will pass by for you until you acknowledge that the Most High is sovereign over the kingdoms of men and gives them to anyone he wishes. Have you gone insane, refusing to recognize that God is real and that he has authority over your life? and that he holds your life in the palm of his hand, and he can tip you out at any moment and cast you into hell. Jonathan Edwards, sin is in the hands of an angry God. God is angry at sin. And if you're walking in sin, God is angry with you. His wrath is upon you. For a year... For a year, King Nebuchadnezzar lived his normal life until I'm sure this warning from God faded into the distant past and he thought, Nothing has happened. Man, I'm good to go. Everything is okay. Look at my great achievements. Look at what I've done. Look at what I've built. I'm the man. The words just still on his lips. And the voice from heaven says, this is what I've decreed for you. King Nebuchadnezzar, your royal authority has been taken from you. You'll be driven away from people and will live with the wild animals. You'll eat grass like the cattle. Seven times will pass by for you until you acknowledge that the Most High is sovereign over the kingdoms of men and gives them to anyone he wishes. If he wants to give the presidency of the United States to Joe Biden, if he wants to give the head of the Senate to Mitch McConnell, an evil man, an utterly evil man, America deserves it. And it is God's judgment against America. And now Mitch McConnell with Republicans and Democrats alike are codifying that marriage can be between two men or two women. Now, I want to tell you, marriage was not invented by man. It was not invented by government. Marriage was invented by God. And God says marriage is between a man and a woman. It's not between two men. You can have a civil arrangement between two men or two women, but God holds sacred. What he called marriage. Immediately, what had been said about Nebuchadnezzar was fulfilled. Right then, he lost his mind. His mind was taken. In that culture, a man who went crazy was considered to be of the gods. So he was driven out. He was driven away from people. He was left in the fields with the wild animals, and he ate grass like a cow. His body was drenched with the dew of heaven until his hair grew like feathers of an eagle and his nails like the claws of a bird. This is the great King Nebuchadnezzar, the ruler over the most powerful empire in the world. And he's insane. Are you insane? Do you still imagine that you're in control of your life? You still imagine that you can go wherever you want to go and do whatever you want to do, say whatever you want to say, and there are no consequences from the God of heaven? Every word is being recorded, and you will face on the day of judgment everything you have said and done. And that judgment will determine whether you are the sheep or the goat. It'll determine whether you spend eternity in the fire of hell or in the paradise of God. At the end of that time, this is Daniel 4, verse 34. At the end of that time, or at the end of the seven years, I, Nebuchadnezzar, raised my eyes toward heaven, and my sanity was restored. Will you raise your eyes to the God of heaven? And acknowledge that he rules over men. That he rules over you. That you are not free to just go do whatever you think you'd like to do. That there are consequences for sin. Just because you have not suffered the consequences does not mean you will not meet those consequences. For a year he continued in his pride and arrogance before God. And finally, his cup was full. Some of you today listening to this broadcast, you call yourself a Christian or you don't. But your cup is almost full. And when it is full, the judgment of God will fall upon you. I urge you, turn aside. The judgment of God. Daniel says, renounce your sins by doing what is right. Turn from your wickedness. Be kind to the oppressed. In other words, be just. I hate to think of what's going to happen to Joe Biden, Mitch McConnell, Schumer, Pelosi, and many others I could name, Republicans. Utterly ungodly, wicked, destroying nations, destroying people, shedding blood, murdering babies. It makes me shudder, for I know the consequence that's coming. It is judgment, and it is fire. It is punishment. When he looked up to heaven after seven years, can you imagine how long his fingernails were dirty and broken? Can you imagine the matted hair hanging down? The hanging beard hanging down? The rags probably almost naked, although probably some people would take him out clothing but he wouldn't come close to him. He was insane. He was an animal, a dangerous animal. They may have left him some clothing so he would not freeze and he would not be naked. This is a picture of the human heart insane before a holy God. This is a picture of you and me if we are not fully given over to Jesus Christ this is a an absolutely perfect picture of the human heart and its rebellion against the almighty God so we wage an unjust war in the Ukraine we destroy Afghanistan. We destroy Iraq. We've tried to destroy Syria. We did our best to destroy Vietnam. Over and over and over. In my lifetime, America has been at war. Unjust war. Killing and maiming and hurting Nebuchadnezzar did the same thing, destroying Egypt, destroying, destroying, destroying. And some of you are destroying also in your area of responsibility. You're being sexually unclean. You're destroying that woman. You're destroying that man. You're heaping up for yourself judgment on the day of God. Some of you are cursing and swearing and cheating and lying, storing up vengeance for yourself on that day when God finally says, Mr., your cup is full. Miss, your cup is full. It is judgment day for you. God is in charge. Do you, do you hear? Do you understand? God is in charge. Now you can say, Pastor, you're crazy. Look at history. I'm not crazy. Anyone who would deny this is insane. This powerful king at that time, he says, I, Nebuchadnezzar, raised my eyes toward heaven and my sanity was restored. And then I praised the Most High. I honored and glorified him who lives forever. His dominion is an eternal dominion. His kingdom endures from generation to generation. All the peoples of the earth are regarded as nothing. You are regarded before the holy God of heaven as nothing. And the only way you can become something is to repent of your sin and do what is right and be indwelt by the Holy Spirit becoming one with Jesus. Religion will not do that for you. Your church that believes in the sinning Christian, that believes in eternal security, that believes in the... I want to laugh, but I shouldn't laugh. There are actually adults who believe in unconditional love. It's, it's insanity. It's totally crazy. Nobody believes in unconditional love. Not really. Not when really faced with the reality. God does not have unconditional love. If he did, there would be no place called hell. There would be no judgments. Everything would be accepted, and everything would be ugly and of the devil. All the people of the earth are regarded as nothing. He does as he pleases with the powers of heaven and the people of the earth. God will do what he wants to do with you. And you cannot change his mind except by repenting of your sin and turning to him and doing what is right so that you can be included in his beautiful kingdom that will be for eternity. No one can hold back his hand or say to him, what have you done? You can't hold back the hand of God. You should be terrified of this. It's a terrible thing to fall into the hands of an angry God. And God is angry with all sinners. The wrath of God is upon all who sin. The wrath of God is on all who are insane. In their following the ways of the wicked world. At the same time that my sanity was restored, my honor and splendor were returned to me for the glory of my kingdom. My advisors and nobles sought me out. I was restored to my throne and became even greater than before. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and exalt and glorify the king of heaven, because everything he does is right, and all his ways are just. Now I, Ray Greenlee, praise and exalt and glorify the king of heaven, Because everything he does is right and all of his ways are just. And those who walk in pride, he is able to humble. If you refuse to be humbled by God and you instead continue to give yourself to the wickedness of your age, you are insane. Are you insane? Sanity comes from God. A sound mind comes from God. You are invited to turn from your sin, to repent, and to do what is right. You are filling up for yourself a cup of justice. You may call yourself a Christian, but if you're still walking in sin and rebellion against God, you are continuing to fill that cup. And when it's full, the judgment of God will fall upon you. And you will be no more. America has not done what is just. America has continued to walk in total rebellion and sin against Jesus Christ. And America as a nation has now been brought into judgment. America is not going to regain its footing and be somebody big and important. America is facing total destruction. Can a new president, could President Trump turn America around? No. Why? Because he has no moral standing. What's happened is the very heart of America has been sucked out with rot. And we are now filled with every wicked spirit and every wicked thing. So that the people of America have become evil in their hearts loving the things of darkness, lusting after the things of wickedness. America cannot be saved. It is under the judgment of God. It is over. The only possibility is for those who will come to their senses and turn to God and accept Jesus Christ and be redeemed by his blood, be made into new creatures, men and women who will walk in holiness before him, men and women who will not claim that God is unconditionally loving them as they walk in their wicked ways. Men and women who will turn and say, I deserve the judgment of God, and it's only his grace that can turn that judgment aside. And so again, I ask the question, are you insane or are you holy? Only those who are holy will enter the kingdom of God. Without holiness, no man will see the Lord. It's not complicated. It's not rocket science. It means you humble your heart and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And you give him absolute control over your life. He already has it. But frankly, the rod of correction has been broken over the back of Americans. The rod of correction has been broken, the staff of correction. And now, those who want the way of the world, whose hearts are fat on violence and wickedness and sexual impurity, he will say, okay, go ahead and pursue the lust of your heart. I will not stand in your way. And you will go to destruction. Are you insane? Would you like to regain your sanity? Then look up to heaven and acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord. I'd love to hear from you. We're coming toward the end of the month. I thank those of you who are giving I can't thank you enough, but I know it's Jesus moving in your heart and convicting you to give, and so you're giving. We've just been told that the cost of this broadcast will increase in the new year. I'm trusting Jesus. You can write to me at National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia. 22195 Thank you to Tom and to the many others who are giving. Thank you. You can go online to nationalprayerchapel.com and thank you to our brother Ed who produces that web page. He's got it back up after much work. And maintenance. Thank you, Brother Ed. You can give online. Click on Donate. I look forward to hearing from you. You're also welcome to join us tomorrow for an hour of prayer from 1 to 2. The mics will be open. You're also welcome to join us on Sunday for worship. I'd love to see you. If God is calling you, then come and worship with us if you're in the Washington metro area. Go to our webpage, nationalprayerchapel.com, and you'll find there the directions to come and worship with us. The worship is supposed to begin at 10, but we can't wait. We usually start early with prayer. So if we're in prayer, just come on in and take your place. We're a house church. We're not formal. We're family, and we're going to have a a special Thanksgiving dinner after the service. We're very grateful for what God has done for us and what he is doing. We're grateful for each of you as you have as you have made it possible with your generous gifts to pay for the radio broadcast. God bless you, my brother, my sister. I love you with all my heart. I'll talk to you soon.
1: Set you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy with great